Hello and welcome to the weekly sermon podcast of AZ Vineyard Church. This week, enjoy the podcast as truth is revealed in God's Word. Go get a notebook, grab a Bible, and expect to have an encounter with God today. Before I before I go any further, I I want to emphasize so everything we do today is going to be about family. It's about the family, our, our own families, our marriage relationships, our kids. But it's also about the family of God. And see, the overriding issue, and I do mean that, the overriding issue in the life of the believer is that we're going to live forever, right? We come into the kingdom and we've been given eternal life and brought into the family of God. That makes us family. Okay, so here in this house, everything we do is about growing in love because that's a command of Christ. And one of the key ways that we do that is in our life groups. Life group isn't just to us. It's not just another thing that you got to do. It's a place where we learn the Word of God, where we connect with others in relationships. Right now, I'm asking for several more folks to sign up to host a life group in your home. Here's what what it'll it'll entail. You're going to have some folks come over to your house. They're not there to judge you. They're there to worship God. So there's going to be worship going on in your house. That's a good thing, I'm thinking. Wouldn't you like that? You don't have to lead the group. All you got to do is host it. We're going to provide a leader for you there. I will personally talk to you and train you on any, you know, answer any questions you've got. You know, so if you want to, if you're willing to host a group or willing to think about hosting a group, Please be, by the way, please be willing to host a group. And just sign up on here. I'll call you and I'll talk to you and we'll work out the details. Rod, can you help me? with? We're going to pass some clipboards. If you're willing to consider it, just sign up on here and I will give you a buzz. But we need probably three more folks to uh, be willing to do that. Okay, I'm going to pray. And then we've got some important stuff to take care of today. So, Father God, in Jesus' name... We ask you to make shifts and changes and breakthroughs in our heart and in our minds. Lord, we've been so indoctrinated in the ways of the world. And now we want to embrace your kingdom ways completely. Take us beyond where we've been, Lord Jesus. And I invite you, Lord, in this time that you would move and do great, great things. In Jesus' name, amen. Can you say amen with me? Okay, so what we're going to do is I'm going to interview some people. Let me just cut to the chase. We've got two key families that have been in our church for a long, long time that are moving away. And it's sad. And I want to tell you something. If... You can leave a church and it doesn't hurt your heart. If someone someone else in the church leaves and it doesn't hurt your heart, then we have not been church the way church is supposed to be. It should hurt. It should hurt to leave. Hurt in that you miss people. In that you love them. In that you you, you feel like, you know, what are we going to do? They're gone because they've been, so, they've been integral. They've been a, a real genuine part of your life. Right. Do, am I making sense? Yes. You know, if you read the Bible, you find out that church is supposed to be family. It's supposed to be people you love. And, and let, me t- let me tell you another thing, too. When you love people enough to work through problems that you have, anybody that's been in this church a long time knows we had some problems. <laughs> Yeah? yeah? It hasn't all been... And we've had times of glory, and we've t- had times of working some things out. You prove, you prove that you're a Christian when you choose love over offense. When offense is more important to you than working through and, and, and loving someone else, we do despite to the command of Christ. Jesus said... That the world will know that we belong to Christ because we love one another. 
When we act like the world acts and we love offense more than we love one another, it's just wrong. Yeah? Can I get an amen on that one? We're supposed to love one another. And, and so the two couples that I'm going to interview here today have typified love and perseverance and all those things through difficulties, through ups and downs, and, and have persevered and loved and served everyone in this room. So without further ado, I want to I start with the one that might make me cry the most, but I want to invite my son Matthew Farmer and my beautiful, wonderful daughter, in-law, I always have to try to include that in public, my daughter, Courtney Farmer, they're going to be moving to Springerville, Arizona, which has been a long-time dream of theirs. Let's come over so folks on the camera can see you, and you guys have wanted, I think Matthew has wanted to uh, move to Springerville um, his whole life, because some of you don't know, we have deep family ties with Springerville, Arizona. My in-laws used to run the airport there for many years, so when Matt wasn't at our house. He was with Grandma and Grandpa working on airplanes and fill, you know, doing all this stuff at the airport. And so they're moving there. And Courtney has a job in the local school system. So we're going to be down one children's ministry leader. We need another. We got Martin and Arlene have graciously decided to fill in it while we're looking. So I want you guys to pray about it. We need, we need someone to step up and pastor our kids. Okay, so I've asked them to think about some stories over the years. Obviously, Matt was here from the very beginning. He's been a member of the church for 25 years, but you may not know. So his Courtney, the Hammerquist families, was the first ones to say yes to coming and planning the church with us. So um, they they grew up here. And um, so what are some stories... That, that you can think of after 25 years of, of, of being here, growing up here, ministering here, and, uh, you know, just give us a story. Uh, off the top of my head, I can just think of at least a dozen of stories. <laughs> um, from the time when I was a little kid and being able to um, have, we would have sleepovers actually in the church office before we had a building and um, we, it was just the whole time spent playing and having fun and then also learning more about God and being able to share that with each other as kids growing up in the church. Um, then being a teenager and being part of the youth group and being able to go to several different concerts and things like that just to, again, be a part of whatever God was doing in that moment. Um, then a young adult and being able to travel to Nicaragua, Fiji, um, and do ministry in those places, which um, both of those were absolutely amazing. In this church was the first time I ever got to really feel um, the Holy Spirit move and, as we like to say, get drunk in the Spirit. (laughs) Um, Pretty much every possible thing you can experience with God I've experienced here. So it's very, very close to my heart. Now I'm going to cry. <laughs> um, and then becoming an adult and having my own kids and being able to um, run the children's ministry the past three years. Um, that's also how I kind of got with my husband was um, he took over children's ministry after my mom, who had done it for 15 years, stepped down. That was one of the biggest things, him working with kids was kind of stole my heart right there. (laughs) I relied very heavily on paper airplanes. (laughs) Every one of my kids knew how to make the best paper airplanes. Um, So yeah, just uh, the memories of growing up in this church have been pretty powerful. (laughs) I'll miss you too, Gemma. All right, I guess I'll go with something lighter so I don't cry too, I guess. I'll tell you, my, I've been thinking about it all morning. Uh, Just bring it with you, Courtney. Bring it with you. <laughs> I, I was thinking about what my favorite like memory is. And uh, I, I have this very distinct memory um, of the, first, the very first Joy of Jesus camp. No, no, second. 
Okay, let me, let me explain real quick. For those of you who don't know what Joy of Jesus Camp is, our church started a camp for at-risk kids. So let me, if you don't know what that means, that means they're the kids that are already in trouble and are already doing bad in school. The kids that most people don't want to minister to, those are the ones we targeted. The principals and parole officers. Yeah, yeah, that's who we went to to find out who, who we could get to go to this camp. And we, along with a number of other churches in the area, conducted the Joy of Jesus camp. Our own Sandy Brown was the director for a great many, for 10 years. Yeah, something like 10 years. It was amazing. God did a lot of things in it, and Matt got to be part of the, the beginnings of it. Yeah, I think I did the first four years. Mm-hmm. You took over at five, four or five. Yeah, I don't know. I know, I slept since then. Um, so I have this, this distinct memory of me and this, this other uh, guy, his name's Josh Gardella. We're standing on the sidelines of this soccer, or it's about the size of a soccer field, the only big opening area. It's raining, it's the first day of camp. Miserable. All the camp counselors are miserable. The kids are all stuck in the cabins, and there's a guy running it at the time. His name was Byron. And he's really high-energy guy and a guy, you know, let's do it, guys, you know, kind of... And so he rallies everybody up to go out and, and play with this ball. And he tells us, we have this ball. We're going to play in the soccer field with it. And so we g- gather all these kids. We come storming down the hillside. And he's standing there with the biggest ball I've ever seen in my life. I, I think the diameter of it was it was at least seven, eight foot tall. And, and they called it an earth ball. It was the biggest ball I've ever seen in my life. And it was made out of this you know, heavy vinyl, indestructible vinyl. And uh, we, we gather both groups of kids, one one end and one on the other end. And then we're going, okay, guys, when we blow the whistle, everybody collapse on the ball. You got to get your, your, this side has to get the ball over there. This side has to get the ball over there. All right, ready, set. And me and Josh are standing on the sidelines, you know. All right, I think we're ready. All right, go. And Byron grabs his ball with both hands and he slams it on the ground as hard as he possibly can. And nobody expected the next thing that happened. That ball went about 20, 30 feet up in the air. And now we're talking about eight-foot orb, you know, that's now 30 feet in the air. Everybody's looking up. And I remember telling Josh, I said, Josh, this is a bad idea. Josh, just, Josh is like, yep. And so we got two teams of kids now swarming. But it was in the air for so long that all the kids got to the middle of the field under the ball and are looking up at it as it comes down. Oh, no. <laughs> and that ball hit that group of maybe about 30, you know, 10-year-old boys and just leveled about half of them. And it's like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. And everybody jumps up from this muddy pit that we're playing in and was just game on. You know, <laughs> it was just the muddiest fun I think I've ever had in my life. It's like, oh, we're not going to let them have all the fun. And, you know, before you know all the counselors, I think just about everybody in the camp was playing out there in the mud. So I think that's... I think that's up there. I think that, and, and uh, after I kind of backslid and was out of the church for a long time, coming back, I think that was my highlight. You know, uh, just being able to come back to a place like this. So, and, and, and be able to feel that love and just the way it all happened. I could stand up here and preach for a few minutes on that one, but uh, just the way it all happened and it fell together, you know. I don't know. It's worked out well for me. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, not done. Tell us, give us a story from Fiji or Nicaragua. Uh, I, this, I, I want you guys to hear this because when you, we get outside of our comfort zone and go do ministry somewhere else, it's like God shows up more. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't understand true. it, but God <laughs> just does amazing things, and I know she's had some great experiences with it. I have two really good ones, from, one from Fiji and one from Nicaragua. Um, as far as Fiji goes, I actually was able to go with two of my family members, my older brother and my younger brother. Um, and a really good friend of ours, uh, Craig Ferris, and his two daughters all went. And Craig, we found out that Fiji actually has a McDonald's. So we decided we wanted to uh, take a break from eating a lot of fish and uh, go do uh, go to McDonald's and eat. We had we were at the hotel. And we took a bus 
got to McDonald's, and on the way back from McDonald's, um, we just kind of started sharing stories and talking about how the Holy Spirit moves. Um, and Craig Ferris told us that he would just, uh, he was a functioning drunk as far as in the Holy Spirit. So he said it didn't take him much to just be completely sprawled out and just completely experiencing God in a, in a matter of seconds. And he's like, all you got to do is just stir the pot. And, you know, I, I came from a sarcastic family. So I'm like, oh, really? Just like this? Like stir the, stir the pot? And next thing I know, just joking around, we all start feeling the Holy Spirit. We are standing, waiting at the bus stop all just uncontrollably laughing in the spirit. I'm pretty sure the bus driver was not wanting to let us onto the bus, but we stumbled our way onto the bus as we're just completely laughing in the spirit and talking about the Holy Spirit. Get ourselves to the hotel, and the girls had um, a room upstairs in the hotel, and the boys had a room downstairs, and right by their room, I remember it, it's so funny, their light didn't work. For some reason, that one light bulb, you would look uh, all around, kind of like around the church, there's the lights. One of them just didn't work, and that was right next to where their room was. And we were just talking about how, like, you could throw Holy Spirit fireballs at people. And, (laughs) again, just randomly popping into my head after we we were talking about it, you know, I was like, I feel like I have a fireball, and I'm just going to throw it at them. So I take it, and I throw this imaginary fireball at my brothers and Craig. And next thing I know is right as they open the door, right after I throw it, they all just face plant into their room laughing uncontrollably and the light that was broken flickered on and then off. (laughs) And they stayed there for a while, just kind of stuck trying to army crawl their way back into their room because they were just so uncontrollably laughing in the spirit. Um, and then Fiji, we were on the mountain. Um, I was able to go actually with John and a, a couple other people. And we were ministering to, to these people that uh, were living on a mountain. Um, it was and, all shacks. It's just literally whatever they could find. Just they built, whatever they, they found, built they built a house out of. Um, and there was one lady who was uh, saying that she need, wanted healing for her asthma, that she could, was having difficulty breathing, which was actually very common in that area, having problems breathing. Um, and I actually got healed from asthma here at this church, so I was all gun-ho, like, yes, I'm going to pray for her. So I go up there I and... I think it went something more like, here, I got this one. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably true. That's probably true. <laughs> So I go up and I pray over this lady. I gently set my hand on her back and I start praying for her. And the next thing I know is uh, she's like all excited and telling our interpreter um, what happened. And I don't know if she ever actually got healed from for her breathing. But all of a sudden she said her back stopped hurting and she's been living with pain in her back for like 10 years. So I wasn't what I was praying for, but I was super happy that something happened and God touched her. So. <laughs> Yay! Look, after 25 years of being, you know, being in a place, they they would have a lot, lot more stories. Do you have anything else you want to share, sir? What about the one with the kid and the police officer at Joy of Jesus Camp? Kid and the police officer. You didn't. You're not the one that told me about that. The police officer that had arrested the kid. The police officer came and helped with the camp. It must have been somebody else told me that. I think, I think my favorite trick was... Here, uh, do that. So the people online can hear you. I don't... The fact that this became normal practice at the camp was just bizarre. I forget who figured this, this one out. It wasn't me. But uh, we had a serious problem with p- people bringing weapons. The, the kids, the campers, would show up with, you know, aggressive knives, you know, things that were not supposed to be at camp, you know. And I forget which one of the counselors came up with this, and when we stuck by it for a few years, was uh, we would lash the doors of the cabin closed with a big leather strap or rope or something. And so then you'd go collect your campers um, from the, the buses as they pulled up, bring everybody up, you start giving them the rules. Okay, guys, let's go in and see our cabin. And, uh, oh, no, somebody's tied the doors shut. Does anybody have a pocket knife? <laughs> and, 
every give me that doink 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 mine. Those of you guys can have those after uh, camp's over. <laughs> you know that same group, uh, that same group of kids. Now I'm thinking about Joy Jesus. Sorry, you gave me a microphone. <laughs> so I, I believe it was like the second night. So we'd all done a little bit of church, just a little bit, and we we I, were putting the kids to bed. Everybody has a little 99-cent flashlight. Um, the way that the camp, every bed had a shutter right next to it. So because there was a shutter there, there was a stick to hold open the shutter. So everybody close all the shutters, let's lay down, go to sleep. Second, all the lights go off. All you hear is quiet, and then you hear squeak, 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 and then scurrying across the roof. And every single one of these boys' lights flash on, lights zero in, and there's a cute little mouse up there running across the, running across the top of a rafter. And I don't know who yelled, get it, but somebody <laughs> yelled, get it. You know, we're in a, it's a, I think there was 10, 10 boys, all 10 years old. Eight of them had sticks because there was eight shutters. So, so <laughs> I didn't yell, get them. Not that thought hadn't crossed my mind, but... Somebody hollered, get them. And uh, all these boys empty out of their bunks, and they're swinging their sticks around at that, that little mouse. The mouse has nowhere to go. And eventually somebody tags the mouse with a stick. The mouse hits the floor. It's now 2 a.m. There's a dead mouse on the floor. Everybody has sticks, and everybody has flashlights. And we've all gone to church once or twice now. So now what do you do? You have to have a funeral. <laughs> at two in the morning we're out there and every single one of them boys took a chance to pray over the mouse and say they were sorry for hitting it and 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 uh ask god for forgiveness and and i think that was a popular prayer item for a day or two about the mouse forgiveness <laughs> okay Yay. Hey, we're going to pray for them right now. So I'd like whoever you feel close, you want to pray over them. Listen, this is family time. So just get out of your seat. Let's walk up here around them. I'm going to step up here so everybody can gather around closer. But I want to, I I do want to say one more thing while people are coming around to gather around. Telling family stories is important, right? Don't you have them in your family? You know, you tell the stories. Oh, remember when, you know, this little kid did that, you know, or remember when dad did this. It's important to tell these family stories. So if you're still in your seat, I want to invite you to hold your hand out towards. We want to send them out with a blessing, right? I believe when we give blessing, we receive blessing back. Yeah. So I'm going to start and I'll finish. But I'm, I, I got this mic and just for a few minutes. I, I, I will be willing to hand the mic out. If you pray for too long, I'm going to have Ben cut you off. Okay, so, but Lord, come in Jesus' name. We ask your incredible Holy Spirit blessing on Matt and on Courtney and on the girls and on Roger. And Lord, bless them as they go. Bless them as they enter this new season of their lives. Lord, cause them... To just release a blessing in Springerville and Eager and Round Valley in Jesus' name. In the school, in whatever job, in their neighborhood. Lord, let them be a light there. We ask for the joy of the Lord to be on them for incredible provision. Lord, and give them courage as they, they move forward and make the way. Make the way for them. And Father God, we just pray a blessing over Matt and Courtney. I thank you for the time that I've gotten to know them, to be a part of their lives. And Father God, we just bless them. We bless Maddie and Erica and Sarah and Roger, that they would grow to know you and to be a light in this new place. We thank you that we're sending out fires from this house. Yeah. And we just ask for your provision. We ask for your blessing. We ask for fulfillment in their lives, things that they yes. will haven't even dreamed up yet that they'll get to do, Father God. Yes. That you will just give them the desires of their heart that you've placed there, Father God. And they will grow and know you in new and exciting ways in yes. Jesus' name. And they will know they always have a home yes. here. Yes, Lord.
And Father God, we ask you to put Holy Spirit fire on them right now. Yes, that they will become fire carriers in Springerville, that they will go and take the fire that they received here and spread it all throughout that area, Lord, that, uh, that they will go and do a good work there. Lord, yes, we, we lay hands on them and anoint them to go out and do your work in Springerville, and we thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. I'm just seeing a weariness falling off of you as you start driving out of the city. Mm-hmm. And as you get to Springerville and you've established yourself, it's going to be like a like years off your life. The younger that you be younger mm-hmm. and that you'd have more energy and be full and filled with yeah. uh, doing God's work and it the the whole uh, big fish in a small pond thing comes to mind. It's like you're you're kind of one of the fish in the pond here, but I think there you're going to be the big fish that's going to be growing the pond. And uh, mm-hmm. you have uh, God's got major plans for you there. Just yeah. be yeah. you'll be more open to yeah. it once you uh, once you get there and get settled in. Father God, I just ask that you bless their relationship. Mm-hmm. We allow, yes, we Lord. ask that you not allow the enemy to come in during any of the times of transition and change, that you would just shelter them and protect them, yes, that Lord. their relationship would grow stronger. Father, the same with their children. We ask and pray that this re- transitional time be a time of joy and fun and not something that they mm-hmm. look at negatively, that you would allow positive and, Father, that you would go before them. And everything they set their hands to, that they set their feet to, Father, yes. that you would just cause to grow. We pray growth in every area of their lives, finances. Father, everything they set their hands to, that you would cause good to come from that. Mm-hmm. Father, we pray blessings, 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 generational blessings over yes. their family yes. Yes. as they do this. All the things that you've caused in generations before, that those things would come to fruition. All the words and prophetic things you've said over both Matt, Courtney, and the children, that this would be a time where that would all come to fruition. They would see those things that you've promised for years. Mm-hmm. We ask this in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So, Lord, we just thank you for all that Matt and Courtney and the kids have met here in this house. For all the giving, they have been givers. They've given and served and sown their lives into, uh, into our lives, into our kids, and we thank you for them. Now, Lord, let them reap a great harvest from that as they go to Springerville in Jesus' name. We thank you. Can everybody say amen? Amen. amen. Thanks, guys. Okay, so George and Aurora don't go nowhere. You guys, you guys stick around here, Leilani. Okay, so here's, here's what I want us all to kind of catch in this. That what we're doing, everybody else other than George and Roar can go sit down now. Yeah. We'll come up and pray for them in a minute. So, oh, by the way, if you have any, feel like the Lord's giving you a word for them or something, give it to them later, if you will. So, family, isn't it true that family is who you can always rely on? At least a healthy family. That's, that's what it's supposed to be like. You know, family is the ones that you know they've got your back. They may have all the goofy stories about all the junk you did, but family's got your back. In this world, listen to me, in this world, in this United States, church has become a place where you go in and you go out and maybe someone knows you and and probably they don't. And I want to tell you, I take it to be my job to make sure that doesn't happen here. 
that if you just can't get away for very long with sneaking in and sneaking out, we're going to get you. You will be family. Yeah, I mean, you might get away with it for a little while. But my goal for everybody's life in this house is that you're loved. And love happens because people know you. We, we know you. You know, to just have a philosophical, philosophical concept. Oh, we love everybody. Yeah, right. Sure. Do you know anybody? Do you know them? Do you know them well enough to be there for them? Do you know them well enough to help them in a pinch? Do you know them well enough that when you're having a hard time, you, can, you will call them? See, that, there's one of the big tests. If you can be the helper, it's easier than when you're the helpee. Yeah, so here's George and Aurora Gonzalez and Leilani, and they have been here for like ever, not 25 years, but pretty close. 20 years. 20 years. They have served and loved and, and sown their lives into others. And I want, you to, I want you all to hear this right now. Here's my son and my daughter and their daughter. Yeah? Yeah. And you know it. You both know it, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> we feel it. And, and we've been through ups and we've been through downs. We've been through good times. And we shared all that, right? Yes. And God knows that we don't make it unless we have each other. Right. Yeah? Right. Okay. I don't even... I'll let them tell the specifics, but we know that's right. Yes. Yes. But God's carried us. And when, when George and Aurora first came, I get to tell the first story, okay? <laughs> when George and Aurora first came, Aurora would, she has the beautiful long hair, she'd hide behind her hair. Yeah? She'd kind of hide behind her hair, and George was just there because they drug him. <laughs> George was just there because... Chapo, their son, I don't know if Chapo's, I don't see him here today. But um, he, he, he got his dad to come. And God began moving in their lives. And I want to tell you one of the greatest baptisms I've ever been a part of. Am I taking your story? So we're at a men's retreat, a, a AZV men's retreat. We're in Prescott kind of uh, at a camp that's up above in the hills above Prescott in February, right? February. So it's February. It is freezing cold outside. We're in this hall, and the guy who's conducting the thing and leading it is standing up there giving a bunch of announcements and stuff, and he makes a joke. He says, and then after the evening service, so at night, he's talking about at night, after the after dinner and after the evening service, we're going to have a baptism. Ha, ha, ha. Anybody want it? You want to be baptized? And the guy's joking, and I see this hand go up. And I look across the room, and it's George. And it's like, dude, that, I'm thinking, that guy's serious. That guy's because he's just, he's dead serious. I'm in. And I go over to him after that session was over, and I said, dude, you were serious, weren't you? And he says, yeah, I, I, I was serious. I need to be baptized. And I thought, if you'll do it, I'll do it. So we set up a baptism at night in February in the mountains above Prescott. And so all these guys show up. We eat our dinner. We have our evening session. And all these guys show up. They get a swimming pool with a spa right next to it. Oh, there's Roger. That's my grandson. Anyway, and, and so... All these guys are out there shivering around this thing. What they didn't know is the, pool, the spa was heated. And so me and George get in there. We're the only warm ones in the whole deal. As long as we stay there, have the greatest baptism. I baptize George and it's like Holy Spirit just like falls all over me. He, comes, he explodes out of the water. I got pictures somewhere of George like having a 40 inch vertical for once in his life. And it, it's like, yeah. It's a yes. It's the best pictures, and you know. So it was. God's used these two for powerful things. Why don't you guys share a couple of stories with us for from over the last number of years? Oh 
gosh, there's so many stories that came to mind. And of course, the one about me with my hair in my face. And it's so strange the way we came to Vineyard. It was from my sister's ex-in-laws. Mm-hmm. And they invited my mom, and I came, and I experienced a love here that I have never experienced from strangers in my life. I have a fantastic family, a little crazy, but fantastic. But the Lord blessed me with a heaven family, a spiritual family here. And I feel like the luckiest woman in the world to have two families. And at one point, to be able to celebrate with you guys in heaven. But man, um, the first story that came to mind, and there's a lot of them. There's funny ones and there's not so funny ones. But one of the stories that came to mind or one of the things that was really a blessing to me, and I always feel like I get blessed so much more than I bless other people because the people in this house know how to love. But a few years ago, I lost my mom, and it was really, really hard. But so many women and men in this house, gosh, (laughs) sorry, I don't mean... Um, thank you baby my earthly mama went to heaven and God brought Sandy and Karen and Annie who were all way too young to be my mamas but to be that um, person to give me you know that mama love and just to to come in and love on me and give me the good advice and to tell me the hard things even when I you know they were hard to hear such good women in my life and such good friends and um when she passed there were people bringing meals and there were um miss sandy worked her tush off to get the to get the service going here and there was just so much love that came at such a hard time i know my mama's in heaven and that's a good thing but anybody knows if you lose a mama that's really hard but that is that like solidified in my heart just the love that God has and how he shows it through his people. And there were times before that and there have certainly been times after that, but that was that was the one and I I really appreciate that. George is gonna have the fun stories. <laughs> oh wow. Well I guess we'll start from the beginning how I got here. <laughs> well back in kindergarten when I didn't know much. <laughs> um uh, my son was four years old. Um, he was already coming to Vineyard with uh, my wife and my mother-in-law. And I was sitting home, drinking, getting high, whatever. And for some reason, one Sunday, we were doing a harp and bowl across the street where they had a main office. We used at. to, what we call sacred space right now, we yeah. used to call it harp and bowl, but same thing. Yeah. And he was always nagging, Dad, let's go, Dad, let's go. I go, I don't want to go. I said, just leave me alone, kid. I push him out to the side. He said, no. But he was very persistent. And I yelled at him. I was like, if I go, will you just shut up? He goes, yeah, we'll go. And he wouldn't let go of my hand. Boom. He wouldn't not let go of my gotcha. hand. Gotcha. I said, all right, we'll go. But I'm sitting all the way in the back. Uh, fortunately, when we showed up, there was no seats in the back. Only one chair open in the front with the tambourine on it. <laughs> so that was the start of... Uh, worship team for me because um, Danielle, a uh, uh, worship leader that we had at the time, um, she, after all that happened, she said, Wednesday night practice, be there. <laughs> I'm like, who are you? <laughs> and um, that's how I ended up on the worship team at that point. Um, then from that point on, I've um, been here, um, helped out with men's ministry, um, helped out a little bit with the Royal Rangers here and there, not as much as I wanted to. Um, Joy Jesus Camp. Oh my God, that was a good one. Uh, let me tell you about them kids. <laughs> uh, first time, or uh, second time I was there? Yeah, first time I was there, uh, I was the one that was the idea with the pocket knives. That was my idea. Because <laughs> uh, I was warned, forewarned, uh, we had kids who were either going to uh, juvenile detention centers, probation officers was checking up on them, they're living with their grandparents, and um, I connected real good with them because I grew up in how they grew up. Uh, physically abused, verbally abused, and I shared my testimony with them, and a lot of them came to Christ at that time. Um, Sandy told me, I'm giving you the older ones. I was like, why? They're taller than me. <laughs> <laughs> they got nice. And um, it's like, well, you got this, you got this. 
So I'm like, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to do this. <laughs> I know what they can do. I've been in their shoes, blah, 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 this and this and that. After a couple of days, um, where everybody would line up into the mess hall for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, at one point I had them marching in single-file orders, singing cadence all the way up in there and all the way back home. They had, um, I think they won a couple times for the best, um, best uh, clean cabin and stuff like that, so then we had extra time to play or whatever the reward was for that. But those kids really blessed me, and I'm hoping I blessed a few of them myself. And um, July 4th that year, 4th of July, we had fireworks. That's when I shared my testimony with them. I still remember that. But it's been an amazing ride. Um, I thank Jim Dubay back there for uh, for allowing me to stay on the worship team. <laughs> and I'm gonna miss it. I'm gonna miss it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I, I just want to say a couple, one more thing about George and Aurora. I think they have served served in this house in almost every way you can possibly serve. Hold on, hold on. I just signed. I just signed up for a host. If you guys want to go to Kansas, I'll host you over there for. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody else to Kansas. Okay, so George and Aurora have served in so many ways. Aurora actually worked in our office for, what, a year? About a year and was fantastic. Yes, I'm, it was awesome. And here's, here's the point, you guys. Being family means we get involved with each other. Being family means we all have responsibilities to one another because love necessitates something. Do you have a story, Leilani, you want to tell? Go ahead. If you have one, tell it. It's going to be a nice one. It will. <laughs> There's one story that I'll never forget when I was in children's church. We were learning about the story about Elijah and Elisha. I think that Miss mm-hmm. Courtney taught or Miss Faith. Now I'll never forget. It was the best story I've ever heard. Yes. Yes, in children's church. All right. Do you like children's church? You do? Was that important in your life? Yes. Oh, so then we need people to sign up for a children's church and help and minister and love on kids because we got a lot of kids in this house that need the love of God and need to learn about it, and we're going to have a whole lot more coming. we got to get ready for them. Sign up for children's ministry. Okay, everybody who... Wants to gather around and bless George and Aurora and Leilani. Gather around. Let's just be family here. Those of you still in your seats, I want you to hold a hand out. Be involved. Don't just, don't, you may not know them real well like many do, and that's okay. That's okay. Just hang around long enough. People are going to know you and love you. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we bless George and Aurora. We bless them for all you're going to do in in them, but also through them. You have prepared them for what they're going to now. In Wichita, Kansas, in Jesus' name, Lord, let them have a true anointing. Uh, The thing I'm hearing, George and Aurora, for you is you're coming into a season of anointing. A season of anointing in your lives. And, and I already mentioned this to you earlier. I'll say it again. Don't ask, where do we like to be where you, about going to a church? Don't ask that. Ask, Lord, where's our next assignment? Where's our next assignment? How will you use us? How can we serve you? How can we glorify the name above all names? So Lord, we bless you in Jesus' name to go out, to go to this new season of your life, to go to this new location, And to release heaven. To release heaven there in Jesus' name. This is George. We haven't been here very long. But when we first came, you showed me the lovable brother. You're you're like my wife. You never met a stranger. (laughs) And, And that love really has touched me. And that you, you, you didn't know me from Adam, but you still showed me the love and accepted me as a brother. 
like we've been brothers all our lives. And, and that is part of what this house is about, is what I've seen in this house. Yes. Amen. And so I'm going to do this. I'm going to exercise our authority in Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, may you bless them, George and Aurora, and keep them. May you cause the light of your countenance to shine upon them. Yes. May you be gracious to them and give them peace and write your name all over them. Yes, Father. May they be so anointed, Lord, that when the devil sees them coming, he gets on the other side of the street. Yes, In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Yes, Lord. Oh, this is hard. <laughs> You two have brought healing to my life that I never imagined. Coming here scared and having Aurora's beautiful beaming smile and her sweet gentle spirit and George's explosive love for those around him scared me but <laughs> but his balance his balance of aurora gently pulled me in mm-hmm. Thank and you, Lord. you guys adopted us as family <laughs> lord thank you for using them as your instruments, mm-hmm. whatever instrument that be, may be, from guitar to tambourine to drums to a beaming smile. Lord Jesus, you shine so bright through this family. Little Layla giving me freedom with hugs and her sweet loving heart that just pours out of her like nothing I've seen. Thank you so much for their friendship and for their family. And I can't wait to see how you grow that despite the distance because there is no distance when it comes to you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name. George and Aurora. As your substitute mama, I am so proud of you guys. I am so proud of you. I think this is the right decision at the right timing that God is moving you into a new season, a new season of being blessed and blessing others. I'm so proud of you. Father God, I just ask your incredible blessing over this sweet family that you will continue to use them, but you will knit their hearts so closely together in this time of being just the three of them. Mm-hmm. There would be no outside interruptions. There would be no outside influence, but you would knit them so closely together, Father God, that they would be in in impenetrable that the enemy will no longer be able to poke his finger in their relationship and that they will come together as a strong tower for those around them to come in and find safety George you are one of the bravest men I know and you fight yourself sometimes but God is going to bring you freedom through this through this brave adventure that you guys are going on. He's going to bring freedom to you. He's going to bring wholeness to your relationship and he's going to bless you for the generations to come in Jesus name. Yes, Lord. George and Aurora, I'm I'm hearing uh two words, promotion and elevation. Mhm. So I the sense I'm getting from the Lord is that, that he's promoting you. You've been in training for all these years here at AZV. And now you're being promoted and elevated. Mm-hmm. And so you are going into an unknown situation right now that's unknown to you, but it's known to God. So he, yeah. he, he's already got it all planned out. He's got everything right in place. All you've got to do is just continue to seek him, continue to follow him, continue to walk with him, and he will unveil and reveal everything that you're going to need there. Thank you, Lord. So, Lord, I thank you for that. Lord, I thank you for these amazing people. 
and the impact that they've had on so many here at AZ Vineyard. And I, I thank you that, that we call them friends. Mm-hmm. And we're excited about this next adventure and this next journey. In yes. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want to pray over Leilani really quickly because she has the heart of an intercessor. Mm-hmm. This baby knows how to pray. Sorry, I called you a baby, but you're kind of a baby to me. I know you're a big girl. But she knows how to pray. I have seen her bring so much healing to so many people. And I thank you, Lord, for her connection to your Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. That she knows Jesus in her heart so strongly. And that the word of the Lord comes out of her little mouth when she speaks. I pray Mm -hmm. boldness over her life, that she can take everything that she has learned here, and Mm -hmm. whenever she hears false stuff, she can say, that's not true. Jesus says this. (laughs) (laughs) That she will stand up, Lord, and she will raise up with her an army in her young generation yes, Lord. that will change the nation for mm-hmm. God. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. One, one more real quick. I see fire. Mm-hmm. I see fire. You're a ball of fire. Mm-hmm. I see the whole family and you're wrapped in that fire. And it's the fire of the Holy Spirit just moving in you and through you. To your community around you. Yeah. To the lost. You, you are going to be those lights. To those in need. Those lights that are set on that hill. They are standing on that, that rooftop shouting, I am, I am yours. I am God's. He is mine. And with that, it's going to draw that community mm-hmm. to that light mm-hmm. and that fire. In Jesus' name. Okay, everybody hold a hand out to him. Father, in Jesus' name, we just bless George and Aurora and Leilani. We bless them in this new season. We release them to serve you in every way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's make our way back to our seats real quick. And I'm going to... I got one more thing I got to do. Okay, now, for some of us, this may be a different kind of service than you've ever been in, and maybe you don't know everybody, and it's been a little uncomfortable for you, but here's, here's what I want to tell all of us. I want to read something from the Bible. We like the Bible here. Romans chapter 12 says this. Okay, many Christians know Romans 12, 1 and 2, right? Okay, let's, let's look at it. Therefore, I urge you, by the mercies of God, present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. It's really hard for me not to preach from that. But let me, in the same passage that says that, says this also. And I want everyone in this room to hear me. This is key, I believe, to what we are supposed to be as the church. Listen to this. Verse 9 through 13. Let love be without hypocrisy. We're not here to put on the Christian goody, we've got it all together show. That's just wrong on every level. You know what? Just be yourself. If you're going through a hard time and someone says, how are you doing? I'm going through a hard time. I need prayer. Just be honest. Don't lie. We're not here to be Christian liars. If you're having a great time, Rejoice in the Lord and go pray for somebody who's not. 
Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. That means we're letting go of the world and its ways and all evil in every way we can by the grace of God. Can you say that with me? By the grace of God. That was really weak. One more time. By the grace of God. By His strength. We're not trying to get it right on our own. We're holding fast to Christ and His strengthening and letting go of the things that turn us away from God. Verse 11, not lagging behind in diligence. That means don't just... You know what? Is it okay if I just straight up be honest? The idea that church is a place I go to when I feel like it is so wrong. It's wrong. It's a wrong idea. Yes, I'm telling you, if you have that idea, that's a wrong idea. I want you to pray about that. Being diligent. Listen to this again. Not lagging behind in diligence. Don't lag behind in diligence. Be diligent. Show up. We're here to get closer to Jesus, to love one another. What's your goal? What is your goal? Uh, I want to be loved by God and by others. I want to grow and be... Okay, be here. My old pastor used to say, if you only eat one meal a week, you're going to starve to death. Don't starve your spirit. Don't lack in diligence. Be de- and, and here's... Listen to this. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Be devoted to one another. And here's... here's why we've done what we've done today. I want all of us here in this house to be devoted to one another. That means you matter to me. But it can't just be me. It can't just be the leaders. It has to be all of us. All of us loving others. There's somebody that's going to come in next week that's broken and hurting I may not get a chance to meet them, but will you, will you go love them? Will you go embrace them? Will you go invite them into the family? See, each one of us, if we all take it personal, we're not lagging in diligence, but we're devoted to one another. We'll fulfill the law of Christ. The law of Christ is a law of love, not just you be a good boy, Jimmy. You be good. I hope you're a good boy, Jimmy. But I hope you love people because that's a higher call. And I know Jimmy, he does. I'm going to stop there. Will you do that with me? Will you? Will, will you commit and be diligent to serve Christ together? The last thought I have for you, if you read your Bible very carefully, you'll find that the answers for your life and my life, as much as coming from God directly, and I mean what I just said, as much as coming from God directly lie in God's work through someone else in the body of Christ to me, to you. That we are the answer through Christ for one another to many of our weaknesses, our lacks, our sins. And because we won't be genuine with one another, our, our, our sin issues that keep derailing us from serving God go on and on and on because we won't connect with others and admit our weakness. See, God made us weak on purpose. He made you, He made me to need one another. That you cannot do it on your own no matter how hard you try. One of my mentors in the Lord used to say, John, do you think that same sick mind of yours that got you in this trouble is going to fix you now? Say, isn't there something insane about that? Can we all say, amen, we need Jesus. Everybody stand up. Lord, bless this house and bless these families. Bless this family in Jesus' name. Release your Holy Spirit. Can you lift your hands with me? Release your Spirit to us. Pour out the fire of your Holy Spirit. Let the wind of your glory begin to sweep us up closer and closer to you. And make us, Lord Jesus, those who love you with our whole hearts and demonstrate it by loving one another. 
even when we're un- unperfect, imperfect. Lord, you know, you've loved us with all our brokenness. Now help us love someone else, even in their brokenness. Lord, you've tolerated us, even when we did stuff we knew we shouldn't, and help us tolerate others and, and love them and pray for them and be there for them. Lord, and make us family. Can you say amen to that? Amen. God bless you. Thanks for being here. Have a great week and we'll see you back next week. Thanks for listening to AZ Vineyard Church's podcast. We're located in Goodyear, Arizona. To learn more about our church, visit our website, azvineyard.com. That's A-Z-V-I-N-E-Y-A-R-D.com.